everyone. It's another episode of those good old-fashioned values, and we are back in our wheelhouse of Seth MacFarlane shows. And once again, we are continuing the TBS era of American Dad. And folks, I gotta say, this one might be divisive because from our preliminary talks, I think we're kind of split on this one. I myself wasn't the biggest fan in the world, but I think Ty and Andy seem to be pretty uh, warm on it. So let's just jump right in. Ty, why don't you start? So I, I, I do think it's worth saying it's not the best thing they've ever done. There's definitely like the TBS seasons are, as we've seen so far, a bit janky. Like the animation is significantly worse. It doesn't, the, the plotting, which is what we got into it in the like this show in the first place for is not always as strong it's a lot of it is feels very disposable but i will say i think this is the first season in a while that has leaned into how disposable the thing is and kind of there's there's like a confidence to the season that like they they've realized that they don't really have to make this anything other than like just a weird thing that they can put all of their passions and like maybe ideas that would not get or that would not fly in more i guess watched uh spaces in and honestly it, it feels a lot more i don't think cohesive is the right word but it, it feels a lot more it, it feels a lot more self-assured than the show has felt in probably at least four or five seasons and i honestly i think a couple of the swings they make in this really really work for me and i i was impressed with how much it worked for me because i've been I mean, you guys know, and the listeners know, I've been pretty cold on this show for the past couple seasons. Mm. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I've been where Spencer's at right now where I was not super impressed by it. But I maybe it's just because we've been watching a lot of, like, very, either very different or very shitty shows for a while now since the last time we've been there. But I honestly, it it is, I think this is the best season since maybe, like, season nine. That's fair. So I, uh, if you've been listening, know that, you know, that I'm the most positive on American Dad generally. Even when there is a season that feels a bit less forced or something, I'm still usually like, well, I enjoyed watching it. My main takeaway from season 13 isn't that it's it's necessarily the best thing. I do think it's one of the better seasons in a while. But my main thing is, this is kind of what I, I wanted the follow-up to season 12 to be. In the sense of like... Season 12 was very much like a selection of fairly safe, quality mostly, but fairly safe episodes that let you get used to the new writing and staff. Whereas this season, I think, is is going a bit more out there in terms of episode content. You finally start seeing some of the TBS era side characters start cropping up uh, throughout the show, and we'll talk about them a little bit. It's, it's not the best season. It's not as good as like five through seven. But I do think, yeah, this is definitely one of the better seasons of American Dad. Not flawless, but I, I think there aren't that... I think there are less stinkers this season than there have been Yeah, in a lot of them. So, which is why I like it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's no, like, really bad ones this season. I think that... There's a couple there's like a, slow ones. I mean... There's a couple ones that, like, aren't great, but there's no, like absolute clunkers like the one i complained about i forget the name of the last season we or did or the one ty complained about that we yeah <laughs> there's no there's no really bad ones but if i have to be positive i will say that this season is really funny this is definitely the show has got its like humor back in a way and i uh, i think like even in the episodes i didn't like i was laughing quite a lot there the show is still really really fucking funny yeah. and yeah. I, I i i don't 
again, I quite enjoyed. The show has this way with these little flights of fancy and like the delivery on all the lines is just so good. It's it's like a we talk about how great the line de delivery is on Family Guy. It's as good in American Dad. It's really yeah. really solid. No, the 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 voice cast is really really coming to their own by this point in the show and it's yeah. I mean, it just, it feel, almost in the way that Family Guy feels by this point, it feels really practiced, but I think even more than Family Guy, they haven't really lost, like, the creative passion behind, like, the actual performances in a way that, like, still makes it pretty uh, engaging to even just listen to these characters talk. Yeah. Yeah. But the overwhelming vibe I got from this season, despite the fact that I liked a couple episodes a lot, the overwhelming vibe I got is that the show has just kind of run its course because... Yeah. I don't know if this is this is a thing that bothers only me, but so many of these episodes just felt like rehashes of earlier ones. Like they feel like they're plugging the same five basic story arcs in over and over and over again. Like, you know, it's some crisis of masculinity for Steve or it's like a marriage problem that's like revolves around them having trouble communicating or you know stan thinks Haley's a failure and i i know it's a sitcom and you know these are basic plot lines but again it, it feels like it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again even some of the bigger swings this season like the apocalypse episode that we're going to talk about they feel like retreads and it got kind of tiring to watch i i know it's kind of silly to get mad at a comedy show for its storytelling slipping but the show used to be really really good at storytelling and the plots would always be really tight and cohesive and it would be like a perfect clothesline for all the jokes and now it, it does feel like we're getting into family guy territory of we're just kind of like shambling along until we have a great joke i mean okay so i don't think you're entirely wrong at saying we're at zombie american dad i like this season more than you but i can i can definitely get where you're coming from of like the show is just kind of spinning its wheels at that point. I don't think that's that's necessarily wrong. But what I think is is more achieve, uh, impressive and why I think me and Ty click with this season more is even at its zombie era, it's still better than any of the other like 90s or early 2000s sitcoms that are still going at this. Like it's still better than Simpsons. It's better than Family Guy at this point. It's still, I'm not very familiar with South Park, but I feel like Ty would probably uh, agree that, or would probably say that um, it's probably better than South Park was at 2016. S South, Park South Park is holding up, like, like surprisingly well, I will say. Yeah, South Park is, uh, South Park is weird because even in, like, the bad seasons, it's yeah. still got, like, this weird creative drive to it. I guess that's what happens when every night is a cram session of yeah. just like, oh fuck, we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta go now. Yeah. yeah, and this isn't a South Park podcast, at least not yet, obviously. But the the thing about South Park that I think no no other adult animated show really managed to do is that the the show has managed to evolve what it is like pretty consistently for twenty years because Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker are like legitimately very very like they're very talented creators they're they're some of the best people working on tv currently um okay so, so like south park is not really at south park is not faded out like a lot of these shows have okay but but i guess what i'm saying is like yeah it is going through the motions but the fact that like a sitcom going through the motions lazily like this is still producing really quality jokes almost every episode that's kind of insane to me, and that's why, like, yeah, should American Dad end? Probably. 
and, and, like, I agree with you in that sense of, like, it should end because all, like, TV shows should have a natural end point, even if they don't have, like, a narrative conclusion. But, like, I don't think it needs to end because of quality reasons. At least not yet. Yeah, yeah. My, my thing about this show is that I think Spencer is right in that, like, yeah, it, it really, it doesn't look like it's evolving much from here. It looks like they just kind of found a formula and have perfected it. I also agree with Andy that, like, if this is the quality that the show does, I'd be fine with this show going until they just stop. Like, I, I think that they have reached a point where it's like, yeah, they're not doing really anything that interesting, but it's it's inoffensive enough and it is legitimately very funny at times and it's made by like people who know what they're doing to to such a degree that i'd be fine if this went like five six more years you know mm. if they kept well, it well, at this quality yeah yeah, yeah that, i would agree with that um, yeah I, I think i think saying that it needs to end might be me just getting burnout from watching 20 episodes in a week but that's it, fair yeah I, also, I, I, it, yeah again i can't again this is a bad way to watch this show do not yeah. do this at home don't binge this show don't yeah. binge any of the shows we watch, really, except for maybe Venture Brothers. You, can, you should yeah. probably binge that. But no, it got it. Just I don't know. I, the, the The show just feels tired. Like that. That's that's the vibe sure. I got. And again, it is very very funny at points. It's just I don't know. I I really they either got to stop doing these same like five storylines over and over and over again. Which is a problem Family Guy has, and it's a problem, you know, pretty much every sitcom has. You know, there's a limited amount of stories you can do with the cast, right. and eventually you're going to retreat to, like, very familiar dynamics. But, I don't know, they've either got to take more big swings often, and when they take big swings, they got to, like, really, really swing, and not just kind of do retreads of earlier big swings, or they just got to call it, since I, I think that... I don't know. It's just kind of sad to see a show that was once really, really creative, even if it's still good, just kind of spin its wheels. That's that's still yeah. pretty kind of tough to watch for me. I, I get that. And I guess this is just like one of those things where I, we, you know, it's, it's such a hack thing to say on a podcast, but I think we are literally going to have to agree to disagree on this. Yeah, yeah. I, my thing is that I, I think I think we all think the same thing about this season. I think Spencer is just more more unwilling to let a show rest on its laurels than me and Andy are, which, which is, is understandable. Yeah. Fair. And, and you know, Spencer, you can be kind of Mr. Anti-TV sometimes. And I understand why, you know, because you, you hold Pete like to hold the media to, to the standards you think it deserves, which is fair. But, you know, I think like. American Dad might be junk food, but it is really, really tasty junk food, is, is I guess, what I'm yeah. at at this point. Yeah, that's fair. So, I guess, should we talk about the biggest change this season? Is that Mike Barker left the show and yeah. two characters got written out because of it. Yeah, Terry yeah. Bates, the one half of the Greg and Terry couple, and Sanders, who is one of the... what. C tier CIA yeah. guys. Which Sanders really doesn't matter. That that, that does. The, yeah, that the does only thing, the only thing that they do with Sanders that's remotely interesting is that like apparently his wife has become like Big Pussy's wife from The Sopranos, and that like she's like she has to hustle because her fucking her husband got killed by a criminal organization. I, yeah. I also uh, on that note, Greg and Terry did have a good dynamic, but let's be honest, it was Greg that left, right? Or was it was Greg or Terry that left? Was, it was Terry, uh, Terry, that Terry left. left. Yeah, Terry Greg's left. Yeah, Greg, Greg's the better half of the, the duo. Let's let's be honest here. Uh, I I think I mean I didn't really make the differentiation. I think Terry was like kind of the more interesting one, in that like he was kind of bitchier than 
Greg was, but I, I think they do good stuff with Greg this season. He get he gets a lot more. Uh, they flesh him out more than I think they ever did when both of them were on the show. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that the the gay the gay guy who left is particularly Terry. bad. I'm yeah. just Terry. I'm just saying that like you put a gun to my head, I could not tell the difference between the two. I'm gonna keep it real with you all. I've seen hundreds of episodes. I can of tell the, show. the difference. I just can't Ter- put a name. Basically, to Basically, the only difference between the two is that Terry's the top. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One is top. Yes. One, the okay, the bottom right. is gone. Again, I'm not saying like the bottom was particularly bad. I'm just saying like. I, I think the stronger half of the duo stayed behind, and, and um, uh, there are some new characters this season. Mm. Not many, but a few. Uh, I guess Doctor Calgary. He's not like a snot or like a bullock where he shows well, up every. But oh, sorry. Did you have more things you want to say about them? No, I mean you can go with that. My, my thing about the side characters, though, is that, and this is something that I think we have harped on the show before. It has a terrible habit of bringing in, like, a side character for one episode and thinking that they're so clever that they carry it and then never doing anything with them again because they don't actually have any staying power. And I think think really every character that is, like, quote-unquote new in the season besides Greg's new news host and uh, they made made Mertz, the school bully, a bit more of, like, a prominent fixture. But really, other than that, I don't think they bring in a character who is, like, brings anything new um, to the show. I'm going to disagree with that. Not in the sense of, like, he's he's particularly great, but, like, they do push Dr. Calgary relatively a lot. Like, he shows up at least, like, from here on out, three or four episodes every season. Does he? Uh, but, but, yes. So he was in the first episode of the season. What what else was he in the season? <sighs> well, okay. He, he not... I don't uh, know what else to see, but like going forward, he's he's going to at least not just be a one hit wonder, or like he is he is a reoccurring character that I mean, shows up. I I know I know at least once they bring back the little what like the little creepy yeah he starts going to, made, to uh, but, Steve's high school. But um, really, I mean, honestly, hand to God, if you asked me to come up with a character, I was less interested in watching. I don't think I could. Oh, this isn't because... a, a great... In- None of his appearances are great, but they, they do bring him back. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> I know, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's, he's not great, but I, I he does have a few jokes and episodes I like going forward. Yeah, and the fucking... They bring the... What, his name's like like Billy, right? Or yeah, it's Billy. It's like a kid Billy. name. Yeah, Billy. They bring him back, and literally the only fucking joke is that it's uh, D. Bradley Baker doing his worst voice. Like, it, it almost feels like they're playing a joke on the audience by being like, yeah, you have to sit through D. Bradley Baker talking like a fucking Stephen Hawking if he was a turtle for, you know, five I, minutes every, every episode. I, I like Billy. They, like, this season, they don't do a lot with him, but there are at least, like, three or four solid uh, Billy jokes Ugh. that I could think of off the top of my head. No, fuck you. <laughs> no, he... I mean, maybe maybe I just haven't seen every time he appears, but literally, like, because I, I, like I did with Family Guy, I watch clips from late season American Dad occasionally. Yeah. Nothing I have ever seen him in made me anything but pissed off. He he is maybe the worst character the show has ever made. Wow. I, I can't agree with you because I did not remember him being in this season. I well, there you just... go. No, I, that's fair yeah. uh, you know what so. you know what a uh, really shameless guest appearance guest character that i actually really enjoyed and wish they brought back uh, what? I, oh, oh, I, oh, I like... uh, hold on is it tom kenny is the gay guy no it's uh coach hetfield uh what is it oh he was okay <laughs> i I, yeah. I did like on the news episode i i mean this is a really really 
they're doing kind of what Cleveland show did, I think, where it's like they have maybe not sinking ratings, but definitely like the ratings are precarious. And so they're bringing in a lot of guest stars. But like, I yeah. do think, yeah, with the coach and with the gay guy who works at the news studio and and Pat Oswalt as the kiss cam guy, I th- I think they get a lot more than like maybe maybe, you know, I would a, a, have about or out of their guest stars. Well, the the Headfield one surprised me because, uh, you know, when you bring like a musician on to be like a guest actor, I I usually associate it. It's just like they don't know how to read a line. So it's just (laughs) it's just like the most like robotic thing. And all the characters are like, damn, I can't believe Roger Daltrey is here. But like, I don't know, James Headfield, who's a fucking asshole in real life, apparently was actually very funny here. And the way they had him just like. Basically, they just, I don't know why, it's so dumb, but just making him like, I am not the guy from Metallica. I am not him. I am just a regular <laughs> coach. I don't know why. It just cracked me up for some reason. You know reason. what's a trend this season that's not really a character, but is kind of tangentially related? This season's very fond of making meta jokes about narrators. Yeah. Yeah. None of them yeah. really did it for me, but I definitely, they do that at least like three or four times in this I season. don't mind it. I think I think it's cute. It's I don't know how great it is, but I, I at least like, okay, you set it up and you pay it off and the payoff was all right and the setup was all right. The, so I will say, well, we're talking about it in the back half. I think the one time it really worked for me was, was the Flute Island. Uh, every, every other time it kind of... It didn't yeah. make an impact, but yeah, you're right that they did that a couple times. And and yeah. definitely that is a trend in this season is that, I mean, we it's kind of cliche by this point in the show to say that they took big swings, but like, it, it did seem like they were like, they were not as, they, they were not as connected to the idea of like grounding their show in any type of like recognizable reality. Yeah, they, they, they make a lot of like meta jokes too. Like they have like a... We haven't talked about the whole dadded thing yet, where they just like occasionally, well, someone will, a character will dis a place or a person, and then it will just cut to, you've been dadded, you've been or dadded, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't really care about that joke, but they, they do stuff like that a lot more now. They they really, they've kind of gone the family guy route, where once the show has just gone on long enough, you kind of have to be self-referential. Yeah, it's kind way. of a, uh, right. th- there are a lot of gags that you can just like, pull in and out like and and move around uh in the episode a lot this season that aren't necessarily running gags but are kind of running gags reoccurring gags i guess is is a better phrase for it since it's not like it's like a building thing it's just like oh hey it's this joke again but in a new spin um is there anything else to talk about the season overall i don't know it's it's either you like it or you don't there's not a lot of interesting things going on the show is what it is at this point it has a I, I guess um, we didn't really get a big chance to talk about him last season. Want to talk about Jeff? Because he's back again. Oh, yeah. Jeff's back. I love Jeff. Jeff is probably yeah. my favorite part yeah, of the I, show. Yeah, I, I think TBS Jeff is a good improvement because uh, he's more assertive in the TBS seasons, which I like. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's still like a, a big, dumb, goofy idiot, but he's got a lot more emotions now than just stoned. And yeah. I, and I like that. <laughs> he is... He's just dumb in like all of the best ways, usually. Just like always saying the exact wrong thing. I don't know. I, I love also like I whenever he's stoned too, like they find a way for him to be inept in like r- again, really funny ways. Like when he destroys uh when he destroys a stand Yeah. <laughs> destroys it. <laughs> he's just just like put it out with the water and he's like oh, yeah. Okay, and he just drinks a glass of water. <laughs> I don't know why he they know what they're doing with him and i really missed him in the well, uh, early 
earlier seasons. It, it sounds so stupid to say, and like, so I, you know, I'm front loading that. I this does sound stupid, but he does feel like, for lack of a better word, less cartoony. Like he feels like there's actually a, like a character grounding to yeah, him he's... that like they can put him in more situations than just like being a stoner dumbass. Jeff is not uh, Haley's boyfriend. He is a proper Smith now, and I and yeah, I like that exactly because. For a long time, like, and we did like him because I think the real, like, I think the guy playing him is also named Jeff Fisher, but, like, the the voice actor did a good job with him, like, and the lines were just, like, funny and, like, kind of spacey enough that, like, it, it hit the, you know, it hit the sweet spot of, like, you know, pr- pretty solid, like, serviceable stoner comedy, but, like, it, it really was, like, up until, I think, maybe, like, this point or maybe, maybe, like, I don't know, when he came back. It was very, like, one note as, like, oh, he's, like, the stoner slacker. And and now it does feel like they're letting him branch out into, like, taking on other roles in a story, like, in opposition to the other Smiths. And I think that, like, that combined with the still solid vocal performance and, like, the, the kind of specific intonation they give him as, like, a stoner guy, I, I think he really, really works this season. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, he's yeah. he's great. He, he, he is a great foil for Haley, too. They, they, they have a really... They have a really good relationship on the show that's, like, somewhat oppositional, but somewhat yeah. mutually supportive. The, the thing is, like, yeah, they're both slackers, yeah. but, like, Haley's, like, kind of an uptight slacker. Yeah, and he is just, like, just immensely dumb. And that that is a, that's a great dynamic. Like, Haley's a slacker, but she's kind of smart, too. So, yeah. uh, I, I also like the running thing about Jeff just being afraid of sex, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is demisexual. Jeff, Jeff is just like terrified of like having sex. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's a great character. He's a uh, he's one of my favorite parts of the show. We should also talk I mean, about Jeff, Jeff is literally every twenty seven year old who gets high and watches Steven Universe get, instead yeah. of having sex. Yeah. <laughs> the the um the two other characters that I think we like a lot. So I guess we should check back in with them. Francine. She's still kind of doing fine. her thing. Yeah. yeah. Her best moment was in, um, I think the last episode where she's just like drinking during breakfast and she's just mean as shit to everyone. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And, but yeah, no, the, the, the era where she's like the best character in a walk is over, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, this is a very strong season for Steve, I think. Yeah. Steve's great. Steve, um, again, the plots are very, you know, I complain the plots are very plug and play. But, you know, there's the bowling alley episode where uh, at the end, you know, they have the big resolution. But Steve still just keeps freaking out like, you stabbed me. You yeah. fucking stabbed me. <laughs> Whenever the uh, the voice actor for Steve, like, goes into that higher register, Scott it's Grimes, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how last season we, we were like, yeah, it's good that they're starting to tone down Roger. He's less toned down again. Not to the, the full extent, but they're definitely starting to increase the petty little shit nature of roger again i i think Uh, and not not necessarily for bad effects i'm just you know i i see where you're coming from with that but there's also and i might just be projecting but there's something about there's something about seth mcfarland's performance with roger in the season that feels a lot more conversational than it has in the past which like even as they kind of ramp up like the antic side of things like there's just the vibe it has is a lot you know what the difference is I think uh, a lot more of Roger's personas this season are the butt of the jokes rather than being the joke themselves. Like he's he's dumber this season, I think. 
that yeah. that 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 makes him easier to take. He he's yeah. like he has that big evil plot this uh one episode. What is it in the backyard episode? And normally his big evil plots would like basically involve like him getting a bunch of people sent to jail, but this time yeah. it's just like an extremely stupid plot to make $50. And and also, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right that like he's less of a he, he doesn't win as much this season even as he gets a bit more like out of hand in terms of like the actions he does but also i really do think there's something about the performance that like i I don't know he's the vibe seems a lot more relaxed yeah it seems more chilled this season and i I think that that. really works for the character yeah i i um i guess one more thing i want to talk about which isn't really character related is um i think this season was an improvement in terms of musical numbers uh from last season I think most there were. I feel like there were more of them, and most of them hit pretty well. So. The the trapped in the closet stuff I loved. Yeah. The trapped the, in the I closet loved stuff the, was good. Uh, Other than that, I mean, we don't really come here for the music. I like the boat That's, song. Yeah, it was fine. I you know what I will say of the boat song. The song itself didn't really do it for me. Roger in that outfit for some reason like could get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds yeah. like you. No, the the trapped in the closet stuff was definitely my favorite part, especially because I had a very bad experience. My friends pulled the the original R. Kelly one up on the TV as a joke, and it's like right. funny for like four episodes, and then like an hour has passed, and it it feels like you're you're losing your mind. It feels like you've gotten Alzheimer's. Yeah, <laughs> I like it, it's like it feels like the novel version of Rapper's Delight. It, well, the problem is, is that it's literally just like that same melody over and over and over again. And after an hour, you like stop being able to pay attention to what's fucking happening. But you right, just hear that it's, it's just so melody monotonous. over and over yeah. again. It, it it does. It literally like there was that there's that great uh, hilarious tweet thread going on. It's like, do not watch this video. It is meant to simulate dementia, the feeling of yeah. losing all your memories. It is traumatizing. That that was funny. But if someone said that about trapped in the closet, yeah. I would believe them. Did you actually, uh, did you know, this is kind of like a fun fact, did you know that R. Kelly wrote that song about his girlfriends? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Fucking 2002. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to go be like, great, nice and topical, thank you. Ty, Ty, you're going to, you got any Michael Jackson jokes? You got any fucking Jerry Lee Lewis material? Y'all, y'all, you heard about Jerry Seinfeld? Shout out online because I've uh, interacted with these people occasionally. To anyone who's super defensive about Michael Jackson in the year 2021, you the real Michael one. Jackson fans are so awesome. They're, they're, they're so cool. They really are. The thing about Michael Jackson is he definitely molested those kids, but like he kind of deserved it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay 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 for starters no second of all michael jackson made like a dozen good songs total yeah, so more, like know. it's all right that's fair but i also have molested zero kids so uh, mm. <laughs> okay so <laughs> i i, I they're, they're so awesome <laughs> though because you, you just like make a joke it's like I'm sorry. It's just it. They're the they're some of the funniest people that you'll find online. No, yes, and I. What, one of my what am I? I do agree. Yeah. One of my favorite memories from college is uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, but there was a girl in a class who just went on a big rant defending Michael Jackson and saying she was innocent and or saying he was innocent. And I turned to my buddy and I said this a little too loudly. I said the real innocent one was Michael Jackson's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Honestly, not wrong. My, you know what? My hot take, both were innocent. <laughs> they were both trying their best, and that's what yeah, matters. Michael Jack- yeah, Michael love Jackson didn't do anything wrong, but also uh, phys- physician-assisted euthanasia is fine. Yeah. <laughs> giving, giving your patient... <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the the med giving your patient the medicine that you give to like bulldogs that can't yeah. walk without peeing is fine. My- Michael Jackson's doctor should have gotten off by the Pobody's nerfic defense. <laughs> uh, okay, do we have anything else to yeah. add about this generally? No, I, I think we've covered. You know, yeah. yeah, we spent thirty minutes talking about this. That's more than I thought we were going to get in. All right, yeah. see you in the back half. And we're back, and we're going to do our episode analysis. And let's start with the 200, the 200th episode special. This was a this was a big swing for them. Or was it? I, the plot of this one is basically, it kind of opens in media res where you get like a stand in an apocalypse, and he eventually, he joins Roger and Greg, and the two of them like go on a post-apocalyptic adventure to find their family. And it, it pieces together like a story of how the apocalypse happened, what was going on in Stan's family life before the apocalypse, and eventually the sort of like turf warfare that happens now. There's like cannibals everywhere and there's this roaming gang that everyone's afraid of called the 200 which it seems like roger made up but then by the end wouldn't you believe that he didn't actually make it up so i i would like to uh start off by saying spencer i get where you're coming from and saying this is just kind of raptures the light again but i feel like like yeah it does have a lot of the same overlap and, and vibe but i feel like there are enough differences in the plot and a lot of the like running gags this episode with like cannibal principal lewis greg being super confident but nobody respecting him and and the cause of the apocalypse where it's like i think it holds up on its own my my one problem is i think the episode has a few too many flashbacks for its own good and yet that's a running gag but like I don't know. I feel like he could have caught one of them or at least made him. I'm just tired of all these fucking episodes being about how Stan needs to learn how to love his family. Like I've, you've done it so, so many fucking times and it's diminishing returns from here on out. Just, it's so God, it's just boring. It's a, I can't really appreciate like the, the weird stuff and how this episode begins with no explanation. And it just kind of, kind of does its own thing. And it's pretty funny too. But again, it's just when it's all being, when you have all these flashbacks about, you know, like, oh, I didn't pay enough attention to my family and it's all tied together by that banner. And it's like it gets genuinely kind of maudlin in a way that these Seth MacFarlane shows don't usually do, or at least the American dad doesn't usually do it. Uh, it I don't know. It, it's just if they're going to do this stuff, they really need to go for it and not just like kind of repeat the same general. I mean, my thing about this episode, one, is that I, I think they've kind of moved away from the premise being like what the episode is built around, which I mean, yeah, it's probably not the best trend for a TV show no. who, you know, its big selling point was like 
the plotting and like the the strength of the writing but i i also this and this is a totally personal thing i am a sucker for like apocalyptic shit like i i love yeah. just like fucking cormac mccarthy like walking along the wasteland especially stuff. when it's yeah. not as uh, an apocalypse that isn't just a zombie apocalypse that's always nice yeah too many other cool. times they just rely on zombies although i will say you know my my favorite moment this episode kind of has nothing to do with the writing. I love when they reveal what the 200 was, and it's just a marathon of fucking Roger personas that they've all mm. used before. It's 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 I, really... I will say, I don't know, Spencer is in the same boat with me. That was the cheapest part of the episode to me. Oh, it, was it went on way too cheap. long. It is lame yeah. fan service, but I liked it. it I clapped no. when I saw the Roger. <laughs> He's clapping like a seal at the TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing that uh, listeners might not know is that right before he watched this season, Andy got a lobotomy. <laughs> uh, no, the, yeah, the, the part uh, that I like the most I is Greg. This, Every time it looks like Greg's a goner, he just shows oh, Gre- up. Again. Oh, yeah, he's like, he's like cartoonishly confident. That is yeah. that is the actual best thing about it. And it's, yeah. it's one of the, it might be Greg's best moment, so, like an American dad. Yeah. Honestly, it's yes, a, it's very funny. Yeah, I don't know. It, spoons is good, too. It, uh, it's it, fine. The vibe I get, though, is... Uh, so anyone who has been in denial and watched later season Simpsons episodes is they'll know that there are some really good ones like hidden in the zombie years. Like as recently, I remember in the fucking 20s somewhere, there was like a really, really good one Christmas one that was actually like just kind of blindsided everyone with how good it was. But I get the same kind of vibe here where it's like it's it's good. It's impressive. But like we've been here before. Um, But yeah, it's fine. Uh, So I guess we should move on to ties. I, I get- I also want to say, uh, I felt like that they, they could have hung on the ending a bit longer. They kind of just rushed through it. I would have liked a little longer, but eh. So not to, whatever, not to pull this out. I do think there is like a difference in the Rapture's Delight versus this one. And that like Rapture's Delight felt like it was telling a self-contained story in which the apocalypse was, was a part. This feels yeah. like it is making like a set piece of the apocalypse that they put a story yeah. in, which... Mm. it's subtle but i if they felt different like both episodes felt different to me that's fair uh i i, the, I guess the the other final thing i want to say is if i feel like if almost any other tv show did an episode like this they would just use old ass clips for the flashback stuff and thank american dad for not even doing that mm. uh so i guess we'll move on to ty's favorite which is Widow's Peak. And I got to say, the first third of this episode where it's just the Widow's segment yes. is yes. It's the best Amazing. thing the show's done in That's a while. That's the best joke this season. Yeah. It's fucking, like, just just Francine and Roger just, like, literally, literally doing everything Roger, like, already does, but just being like, uh, we're Widows, it's okay, is... Yeah. I, I would watch an entire episode of, the, of that. But then they legitimately... I, I think Spencer was right earlier in that, like, th- this show especially at this point does have like it it tends to go a bit maudlin for like when it tries to do emotional moments and it doesn't really land there's something about like i don't know it feels very kind kind of subdued in a way that a lot of their emotional shit doesn't and and i think the whole widow thing of like just francine and stan both pretending to be like you know people whose spouse died and just like kind of communicating their feelings to each other through that i honestly thought it hit more than like most of the other emotional stuff they've tried to do on the show so like it combines like the best bit they've done maybe you know in years with like a fairly solid emotional bedrock i don't know it really really worked for me yeah no it's it's definitely one of the nicer like emotional moments this yeah. uh the series i think Touching on Stan basically dying on a mission. I think that is actually, like, 
it's somewhat familiar emotional beats, but it's hitting in like they're, new they're territory going at it from within a new that angle. Which which yeah. which is uh, I I also what did you how did you feel about the fight scene at the end? Uh, was, oh, the fight scene did not actually work for me that much. It felt like they were injecting like a, a bit of like yeah. you know wacky action into something that legitimately didn't need it. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I do like the image at the end of them fucking riding away on the vomit of the slip and slide after the action. I thought that was cute. The one thing I want to shout out this episode is I really like the B plot. The B plot is awesome. This fucking Which episode. The... It's the oh, wrestling. Is that the wrestling one. one? <laughs> Everything about it is gold from like the opening where Steve's like, we don't wrestle. It's more about the pageantry that Francine's like, yeah. oh, so you're just a pussy then. And the way Principal Lewis shows up and just terrorizes them and he keeps doing it. And, and Principal Klaus Lewis is the host or narrator. Like, God, what? it's all so good. And it's all so fucking funny. My, my favorite joke, though, is uh, when Snot's being really aggressive to Steve and he lightly taps him on the, on the chest yeah. and he's like, we said no touching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I mean, uh, uh, honestly, so that's, I love them. They don't, I mean, they don't do too much with it because it's the B plot, but that is the perfect joke is people who get into wrestling just for the performance and not for the actual action. Like I was that kid in like fifth grade. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a legitimate thing that like it hits so close to home, but it's also so funny that like, yeah, yeah that's why fucking losing. Yeah, like, no, wrestling, wrestling is, is musical theater it, for boys. Literally, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, literally, even more than musical theater. It's little. It's musical theater for poor kids. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's so I think funny. this is one of the best episodes of the season. This one, my favorites one were definitely Widow's Peak, Life Aquatic, the the James Hetfield one and I think the the um the last episode uh was standard deviation I also really liked. Yeah. It was um, well I will be honest we're not talking about it standard deviation I really liked the B plot the A plot did not do anything for me but I I, I would say that's my favorite episode I like mind struggle was really good. I also want to give a real good shout out to I think Gifted Me Liberty is one of the best episodes we're not talking about. Which one? Uh, oh, the the the, the, the Secret eh. Santa episode. Oh, that eh. one was pretty solid, honestly. All right. Um, next up, we are doing the the big two parter. Um, what is it? Was this uh, the Day first Song Heavy time Industries. they've done a two parter since Stan of Arabia? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Um, yeah, and uh, it's on an episode that I think is. I think there are great moments in all of these but not enough to justify being a two-part i'm just gonna cut to the chase the first episode in this just flat out sucks and the second one is okay a lot better yeah Uh, really the first i I, I would agree with that the first one like actually pissed me off because it's just like it's such a bad take on religion it's it's such a a fucking edgy reddit atheist whenever this show goes back into like the the republicans mode it's embarrassing and yeah. doing like the atheist shtick too is even worse yeah i i will i will say that like i i wasn't super offended by it it is annoying like that they're like yeah fucking spaghetti monster shit like that's not the show that you are anymore and it feels like you're it feels like you're just going through the motions this feels like seth's idea yeah i i will say the noah theme park thing and like everything from like when the when, when the owner of the, like the korean owner of the boat like brings stan to like the oh you're noah you know wink wink that that like on worked for me but i sure the opening was a bit tedious yeah i even i even thought the the moment that stan found god like again after drowning and went like nuts i think from there on it's the episode's fine but yeah that that first like 
the the yeah, okay. first yeah. act yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, the first half I was willing to call this like the worst episode of the show, but yeah, it's bad. I'm not gonna deny it there. Uh, but then the rest of the back half is. A decent string of gags, but nothing super amazing. Yeah. The second half's a lot better. The stuff where the by far the biggest winner of the episode is when Jeff is yeah. he, he just joins the <laughs> Navy joins the and Navy. he just fucks it up entirely. Well, you know why he fucked it up? Why? Because he joined the Navy and he has a wife. Like you can't do both. Ah, classic time. There it is. Boom, there got it. Is. Uh, uh if you're if you're just joining us, we were taking a retrospective back to the year two thousand four. Uh, yo, am I the only one who thinks the Navy is kind of gay with it? Y'all heard about this insane clown posse? Uh, we need to talk about, you know, the-, the Am I the only one who thinks George Bush kind of looks like a monkey? <laughs> Army recruiters go after the tough kids. Uh, Navy recruiters go after the theater kids. Boom. God, their asses. Ooh. Oh, like that was any worse than your shit. Yeah, but I, the, the thing about it was that I went first. You okay. had, you I think, had I think, time to I think, stop it. You like I, I think both of you deserve the death penalty. I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there and we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay, call, uh, Mr. I'm uh, Mind uh, Struggle. Mind no, struggle. No, we didn't get is, to talk about some of the other I, I wanna talk about okay, some of the sure. other stuff. The song I mentioned earlier I thought was pretty good. Uh I really like how fucking awful Roger is to Steve when they're on the lifeboat. Uh I <laughs> With him drinking salt water and how, like, that wolf is just, like, like, when, when Roger fucking goes insane and the wolf just cowers behind Steve, I thought that was cute. Yeah. Uh, the stuff with Adam and Eve as, as uh, Stan and Francine, I thought uh, was, could have been handled worse, but wasn't great. But, yeah, that, that's really all I have. To, I wanted to at least bring it up because, you know, I thought it was worth it. Um, that's, that's I mean, I see where you're coming from. I was the opposite where the Roger stuff did not do a whole lot for me just because it felt like a retread of like, oh, get it. Roger's like a crazy, you know, a crazy yeah. selfish guy. Like it, it felt kind of like they've they've done it to death. The, yeah. The, Once the, he starts the, drinking the seawater, it, yeah, it, it, it kind of like, clicks okay, into place come on, for me. Guys. I mean, sure. I, I see where you're coming from for me. It, I, I was. It is by, it thing, absolutely but. by the books, but I liked it. So anyway, t- tell us why the Noah stuff's good. Oh, the, the the Adam and Eve stuff. I mean, one, I do like, uh, you were bringing up the narrator stuff before. I do like the idea of like, this is filmed by just some weirdo who is living on that island already. And, and I think they do it in like, like the kind of faux anthropological way that like, even if it's not maybe the funniest thing they've ever done, it's definitely different. And it seems like they're flexing their muscles with that. And I also, the, the Ungak thing was like, kind of cheesy but also like i don't know it it's it worked for me it's kind of like cute in in that it's just like a simple little joke that like they you know rule a threed i i also like the conceit that we never see the narrator throughout the entire episode yeah. and then Except he just for, gets like, blown yeah. up with the island that's yeah. pretty good and the fact that they keep changing the name of the island like fluid island and then i don't know like fucking like gay sex island or whatever like it, yeah. the idea of like it's a it's a reality show that just uh, does not have any foundation to it. I thought was a good bit, but yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. Right. It's like I could see why people don't like it. For me, I I just liked that they were trying something rather than yeah. just doing like a five out of ten retread of like what they did with with Roger for the past you know two seasons straight. Yeah, that's fair. So I guess the last episode is Mind Struggle. I don't know. I've always liked this episode. Yeah, I've I seen thought this it was episode a bunch. I thought it was very ballsy for them to name an episode after Mein Kampf, but other than that, it's a solid episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. 
Uh, it's literally yeah, I like, I like I the... wrong? Where, what else would they have gotten it from? It's it's literally the book's called My Struggle. Like Ah, yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Um Yeah. I, that's legitimately what and I they thought don't the call joke attention was. to it at all. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I I think it's definitely an example of what Spencer's talking about of like being pretty formulaic, but I think it's a really well executed like I like a lot of the moments. Uh, I love Steve's banter with the the shitty, self-conscious Gordon Salt guy. I love the Gordon Salt girl gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. I I like I like how just like nobody, not even Haley, has Steve's side this episode. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just like it's just like a really solid episode that like is one of the first things that I think of when I think of a decent Steve episode, even if it's not the most original thing. You know what um, else I think really works for it? What? It's a throwback to that first season type, or the, like those first couple seasons type of structure where it's one big story with like the B plots kind of built out. Like all the characters have a plot or a part in it. And some of those are like branched out like pseudo B plots. Like yeah. instead of the kind of the later thing they do, which is like, yeah, there's one plot and then there's another B plot and maybe there's a C plot. Like it, it ties it together like they did a lot in the early, early parts of the oh, show. I, I forgot mm. to bring up my favorite. I, I also really like the little back and forth Steve and, and Stan have over how like how uh, like when he brought the backup deed to the mineral rights of the yard to snots and it was just like like, like there was crap yeah, and they, right and they there was that, like the, they, they're talking very frankly about the yeah he just put it on his, his desk yeah but there's it's not like anything happened to it but it's like yeah something was going to you know something might happen yeah I that was a very fun I like when yeah. they go conversational in the show they're good at it and they don't yeah. do it enough yeah uh, sorry, uh, but yeah, no. I think this is a solid. I think this is just like a solid episode. I don't have much to say about it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, did, were you the one who brought it up? I no, I was the that one was Andy. Who brought it up. Uh, okay, I was gonna say because I couldn't remember which one of you like this was your episode. <laughs> it'd be I, it'd be very funny if it was. It's, it's also episode. funny that's the second time you've done that. But uh, I guess that's yeah, it. Unless that's any it. of us have anything else to say, uh, it's, no. it's 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 again uh, uh, another season of American Dad, but I think it's at least very consistently well written which which makes up for that um it's funny it's very funny uh it's it's tiring at points and i think that i can't see this show getting better but i it, yeah. it's funny it makes it's, me laugh a lot in, in that way in that way well in that way it's kind of like this podcast <laughs> yeah uh yeah. i i would also like to say uh basically like as long as it doesn't get worse, I think I'll have, like, there are many more exhausting things that I've watched. Whereas, like, when we do season 14, it might not be great, but I will at least be looking forward to watching it if it's 80% of this season's quality. All right, though. But I think that's going to do it, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. Next week, we got something special coming up. We're actually not doing a show. We are talking just chilling. It's because it's our one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah we fucking did it. I can't believe we did it. You can buy us a present if you want, but we're not getting anything for you. So the birthday is on yeah. Monday, May third. May third yeah, is and the birthday. Next week, we're just gonna kind of chill out and reflect on the history of the show, and also just yeah. talk about the emotional toll of watching so yeah. much fucking bad TV. We're, we're doing a lot of meditating next week. Uh, mo- most of it's like we're we're seeing God. All of us are taking mushrooms. It's it's gonna be chill. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it, folks. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
So what episodes uh, we're doing? Apocalypse um, Boat. Uh, I I want to talk about Widow's Peak, if only just like to say I sure. really liked it. Yeah. And then uh, Spencer, did you want to? You said you wanted to do the mine one. I wanted to do the mine one. You wanted to um, do the mine. Um. So tell you what, we'll definitely do the two parter. Uh, we'll save Widow's Peak for last, just in case we uh don't okay. we like are running low on time. But let's start. Let's start. Uh, let's start with uh. uh Actually, we can do the we can do the mine one last if we're running. Yeah. yeah. We'll start. We'll do two hundred. Uh, let's just do them yeah. in order then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what's, what's a musician who like you would let get away with molesting a kid? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think he actually did it, but David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, that's one of my conspiracy theories is that I don't think that actually happened, but, um, I think uh, I would probably let Tom York get away with it. <laughs> if only cause like, he'd be really bad at it. Like he'd just be crying the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um I got nothing. All right. Uh we ready to go? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, 